singers and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We continue on today in Acts chapter 5, moving on to verses 30 through 32. In these verses, Luke continues to give us the apostles' response to the questioning by the Sanhedrin. When the angel of the Lord brought them out of jail, where they were being held overnight, he instructed them to return to the temple and to continue telling the people the full message of this new life. And so, being obedient to this message from the Lord, they returned to the temple and continued their teaching and preaching. This, of course, results in them being arrested again and being brought immediately before the council. The high priest, the one doing the questioning, begins this way. And we begin reading with verse 28. Did we not strictly forbid you to teach in this name? And here you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and you want to bring upon us this man's blood. Now, here are verses 29 through 32, the apostles' response to the high priest and the other members of the council. Then Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than men, The God of our fathers caused Jesus to rise, whom you put to death by hanging him on a cross. God uplifted him, leader and savior, at his right hand to bestow repentance and forgiveness of sin on Israel. And not only are we witnesses to these facts, but also the Holy Spirit, which God bestowed on those who obey him. Alpha, Omega, Jehovah, the King of Kings, 
The disciples' testimony was directed and confirmed by the Holy Spirit who convicts the world through the Word of God and is given to those who respond to God with the obedience that comes from faith, as Paul writes in Romans 1.5. Now here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. Peter and the other disciples had been released from jail by an angel of God. By daybreak of the same morning, these disciples were back doing what they were arrested for, talking about their new life in Christ. Again they were brought before the Sanhedrin, the highest Jewish court, and reprimanded. Their reply was the same as before, we must obey God rather than men. They had the ability to reduce their responsibility to this simple maxim, we must obey God rather than man. To say that, one must be very sure of oneself and of God. One must believe that God really is. The writer of the biblical book called Hebrews, in his famous faith chapter, chapter 11, writes that anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists. The apostles had no question regarding that. They knew that God existed. To them there were no theories about God's existence. They did not project theories, they proclaimed certainties. Our world does not need doubts concerning God. It does not need theories. It needs people who, like these disciples, can speak from knowledge with certainty and convictions. The German poet Goethe is supposed to have said, give me the benefit of your convictions, if you have any. Keep your doubts to yourself. I have enough of my own. These disciples were very sure of themselves, that their message was really true. They were so certain of their message that they could defy the highest court, the supreme court of the land, the Sanhedrin. Orders from God superseded orders from man. That was deeply ingrained into Israel. Moses obeyed God rather than Pharaoh. Daniel obeyed God rather than the mighty king of Babylon. These men were certain of their convictions. These early Christians of whom Luke writes were so sure of their message that they defied the might of Rome. And finally Rome too bowed to the person of Jesus Christ. Many of those early Christians suffered deeply because of their convictions, but they obeyed God rather than man. In our country, it's relatively easy to be a Christian. Persecution for your faith is minimal. It may be that for some of you listening to me today in other countries, that is not the case. Believing in Christ for some of you may be costly. To say we obey God rather than man is difficult in some countries. Some of these early disciples paid with their lives, but even that will be worth it. The payoff for obeying God rather than man may not come in this dimension, in this lifetime, but come at will. But now to continue Peter's words to the Sanhedrin. Here is what Peter and the other disciples said as Luke records it in Acts 5, 30 to 32. 
the God of our fathers raised Jesus from the dead, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him to his right hand as prince and savior, that he might give repentance and forgiveness of sins to Israel. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Peter brings every conversation immediately around to Jesus. After all, that's what's important. That's where the rubber hits the road. Here Peter emphasizes two points. Number one, man disgraced Jesus. But number two, God exalted him. Man killed Jesus by hanging him on a tree. When you read Deuteronomy 21, 23, you discover that anyone who is hung on a tree is under the curse of God. Hanging a person on a tree was not for the purpose of putting him to death. A person who had committed a criminal offense was put to death some other way, and then his body was hung on a tree. The purpose was to thoroughly disgrace that person and to hang him on a tree as an example and warning so that others would not violate the law of God. The leaders in Jesus' time had insisted that Jesus be hanged on a tree, thereby heaping on him the greatest public disgrace. Paul uses this verse from Deuteronomy in his letter to the Galatians, to whom he wrote these words, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Jesus bore the curse of sin and God's judgment on sin. He experienced the indescribable horror of being separated from God, who cannot look upon sin. Since Christ died for our sin and took that sin upon himself, that's how it must be. But hanging him on a tree was, at the time of Christ's crucifixion, man's idea. Man didn't just want God in Jesus dead. Man wanted him to suffer on the cross, and he wanted God submitted to the utmost disgrace. That's what sin has done to man. That's our nature. But Peter's second point, God exalted Jesus to his own right hand. While man heaped utmost disgrace upon him, God heaped the utmost honor upon him. Man killed Jesus like a criminal who had been convicted of a capital offense, but God raised him and made him prince and savior. How different man from God. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. Freedom in that name 
bless that wonderful name of of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.